ghouls and things that go bump in the night. This week, I have a very special story from a unique source of mine that I'd love to tell you more about, but you know I've got to protect some secrets. All I'll say is this person is very important to me, and I'm very excited to share their story with you. So, why don't you sit back, relax, and tune in to the Nightshade Manor. I should have listened to the townspeople, the whispering of how the mansion was haunted. Why didn't I listen? I never should have gone there. So, this is my warning to you in my dying breath. If anyone hears this, I want you to know that the Nightshade Mansion is dangerous. It all started one late night in the summer when I was getting ready for bed. I had just brushed my teeth and changed into a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. I looked through my window that faced the mansion. I was always curious about that vine-covered haunted house that didn't have any residents in it for decades. It was a surprise that the house was still standing. As my eyes scanned the mansion sitting on the hill, I noticed a light shining through the attic window. I realized this was my only chance to know how haunted this house was or what that light was. I flew down the stairs. I quickly got my shoes, coat, tape recorder, flashlight, and raced out the door, almost tripping on the steps. The path to the mansion wound up the hill from the valley my own house was settled in. The mix of dirt and gravel of the path crunched under my feet. A warm breeze flung my coat away from my body. A storm was coming. It started sprinkling soon after. The cold mist was refreshing after the long, parching days of the past weeks. I hastened my stride to a brisk speed and took in my surroundings. The tall trees caving in towards me, grinning at me, branches low and twisted, turning their backs to the sky, covering me in darkness. I foraged for my flashlight in my coat pocket, the light a clear beam, the path twisted and turned, producing a sense of disorientation, the light from the attic guiding me through the winding passage. After a moment or two, I finally arrived at the Drury Mansion. Puddles started to form as the rain picked up. The wind rushing around me, almost racing in circles, picking up pace as I darted to the porch faster and faster, whipping the trees every which way, leaves flying and falling in spirals, up and down, up and down. A gust pushed me away from the manor, telling me to go. I grasped at the doorknob as I was being pulled from the safety of the ground. As soon as I touched the door, the wind stopped. Dead silence. Except for the quiet pitter-patter of the drizzle that was left after that vicious rain the dark sky was strangely calm. It continued to drizzle 
as I opened the heavy wooden door to the mansion and stepped inside. The smell of dust and the rotting of flesh hit me like a train. I stumbled back onto the porch and stayed there for a minute with the door open to let the manor air out. When I was ready, I leapt past the threshold of the door, waiting for something to happen. But alas, nothing but silence. Deadly, cold silence. My flashlight still in hand, I walked into the foyer and saw a ballroom. Wood flooring was dented by the frantic feet flying and falling in the dances that happened so long ago. The graceful and jaunty music that would have been played was hard to imagine in such a dreary place like this now. I slowly explored the first floor. Most of the rooms were full of cobwebs, dust, and rotting or broken furniture. The dining hall still had dirty plates on the table. I rounded the corner to the kitchen, only to find where the putrid smell came from when I first arrived. The sink. The sink was full of bones and flesh, minced skin, the pool of blood covering the skull. I stood there appalled. I felt sick to my stomach. All I could do was stare at it. Someone was hacked to death here, maybe even where I was standing. I turned my back to the horrid scene, trying not to vomit. I gasped at the tile flooring, making it the only thing I focused on. That scene would not leave my mind. I took a minute to breathe and pivoted towards the kitchen again. Keeping my focal point on the fridge, which I was going to traverse next, my hand clasped around the frigid, rusted metal handle. The 1950s retro blue paint shed it off at my touch. The door whined as I pulled as slowly as a leaf fell from a tree on a breezeless day. Eyes, hair, blood, organs, all gawking at me. I darted out of there, leaving the fridge door swinging. My feet were striking the floor hard. I bolted up the stairs to the back of the ballroom, going to look for the light that intrigued me in the first place. I pointed my flashlight away as I walked down the hall, so I could look at the bottom of the door for the glow. After being unsuccessful, I went up the stairs to the end of the hallway that went to the attic. Finally, a soft blue beam wrapped around the stairwell. I was in awe. It was... enchanting. It was the only thing I could look at. I was completely captivated by it. I needed to know what was making this light. I lunged up each stair, but when I went to clutch the railing, heat was coming from it. I was too impatient for this. I rigidly grasped the wooden railing to hurl myself forward and burnt my hand, but it was worth it. I rounded the corner and saw the light I had been searching for all this time. Blue. Everything was blue. Vibrant blue smoke was cascading out into the wooden stairs like a waterfall. Immense, honeysuckle vines grew up the wall and spewed onto the floor. Flowers everywhere, like a florist's haven. I wavered in astonishment before I finally stepped into the room. Painted portraits were hung on each wall, but had been deteriorating due to the moistness in this room that had come from the holes in the roof. Pockets of rain were scattered 
The stars above me were dull from the storm clouds, but the spots on the plant's leaves radiated enough light for me to turn off my flashlight. It was exotic, to say the least. Wow, this place is magical, I whispered under my breath. Then I realized there was a rather large flower that was hanging from one of the support beams. It was captivating. Petals reaching towards me, drawing me in. I had to touch it. It felt soft and light, but there was a low humming noise coming from it. No. No, the noise wasn't coming from the flower. It was coming from the closet. I hadn't even noticed it when I entered the room, but there was a wooden stand-up closet that had trees and other plants engraved into it. The humming got louder and louder, blaring and ear-piercing. It was overwhelming! The closet started to shake violently. Suddenly, the closet burst open, and thousands of Luna moths escaped. They flew around me in circles, the light bouncing off their wings. It was beautiful, but why would the wings be shining? Those weren't wings. Those were blades. They were still flying around me, but they got closer, the circle getting smaller and smaller. One of the wings clipped me and drew blood. Another and another. My coat and legs ripped up with deep cuts. Pain and blood. Blood pooling around me. My gaze grew hazy. I needed to get out of here. I was losing so much blood, way too quick. I darted through the swarm, the wings now cutting at my face and hands. I stumbled down the stairs to the second floor, when my eyes focused on an apparition. A ghost. Confused and dazed, I staggered past the spirit and down the stairs, yearning for the exit, blood pouring down my face as I hobbled across the bathroom floor. I grasped the handle of the door, getting blood all over it. It didn't budge. It won't open. Why won't it open? I needed to get out of here, but it wouldn't let me. It being the ghost I had brushed off. It was standing over me, not moving, not reaching out to me, just standing there. It was a woman. She must have died here, but she looked like one of the portraits. Suddenly, three other ghosts came down the stairwell. All of them had portraits from the attic. I couldn't forget those faces if I wanted to. All of them had pale, sunken faces with bulging eyes. Huh? You're the people from the paintings! I cried, confused and scared. But alas, no answer. So here I am, sitting in front of the door, heavy as steel, with the four ghosts looming over me, recording what I just experienced so I can warn you. I am going to die. My blood is sinking into the floor, staining it, but I will die peacefully, listening to the rain falling outside. I will soon become one of these four ghosts and have my portrait hung in the attic next to the other victims of the deadly Luna moths. I know this place is captivating, but please leave before you can't. This is my story, my final tale. I hope you enjoyed it. Good night. And that, my lovely listeners, is the story of Nightshade Manor. Have you ever seen Luna moths like that? 
Have you ever heard of Nightshade Manor? If so, you should definitely tell me about it so I know to stay far, far away. You can email me at hauntedhorrorstorian at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at Haunted Horror Story and Podcast. Until next time, listeners, stay spooky and remember, sometimes it's more than just a story.